welcome to this week's episode of We Don't Know Them, a podcast where we answer your questions and try our very best to give you advice. My name is Tia. And I'm Maddie. And thank you guys so much for sending in your questions and situations over the last couple of weeks. Um, And we're just going to jump right into it. So our first question, do you think you should reach out to an ex-friend after years of zero communication just to wish them well? I found a picture of us and just wanted to send her some love. Um, Well, for me, it... Depends on the situation. Like, it depends on why the friendship ended. I mean, if it's something where they did something to me, um, it really depends. Like, if it's something that you can forgive and let go, then yeah, for sure. Like, wish them well. Um, If not, I probably (laughs) wouldn't reach out, but that's just me. Like, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I think that it depends on the situation, of course, but uh, I had a friend that we didn't talk for two years, and the situation was like shitty but at the end when we did see each other again we were just like oh I miss you and you know the situation was one that we could get over and we could get past um so I definitely think it is it's each situation and kind of like how you guys went about it I mean yeah because one of my best friends when we were in the middle of what we call now the feud um that was something where there was definitely fault on uh, my part. So when she did reach out a little bit later, like I was really grateful for that and um, happy to hear from her. So, and now like we're closer than ever. So I guess, yeah, it just really depends. And I would just manage your expectations, right? Because it might be something where you reach out to them and they don't respond. So just think about what you really want to get out of this. Is it just, I want to wish them well and then move on? Or are you looking to maybe become friends again? Yeah, definitely you should go into it hoping to just send them some love and not expecting a response, like Tia said, because if you're going into it thinking that they're going to respond and everything's going to get better, well, you don't know how they're feeling or how they were affected by the situation, so you do just have to go in trying to wish them well and tell them like that you care and you're there for them. Yeah, so that's what we would do. Question number two. I feel miserable at my job but don't know if I should quit. I work in construction doing roofing, and I've been doing it since I finished high school, so around a year. We only work on weekdays, and I get paid about $500 per week on a good week. But for a while, I've been thinking of quitting because I hate it and my coworkers. I hate doing physical work. I feel tired almost all the time, and I honestly suck at it. I am also feeling constantly depressed from this job. I don't know if I should stay to see if it gets better, or I should, or if I should quit and look for another job. What should I do? Um... I think if you hate it as much as it seems from this question, then you should definitely look for another job. I recommend not quitting this job until you find another one, just because there's less worry about money. Um, But look for another job if you hate it so much. Like, there's no point in staying in a miserable job um, because you think you have to. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to get better. I think that your experience is probably going to be the same throughout the whole thing. So I would just start start exploring. Put feelers out there. Uh, There's definitely something better out there for you. Even if it's not something right away, at least that you're really passionate about, at least it might be a better work environment, better coworkers. So I would start exploring for sure. Uh, See what your options are. Yeah. And I think if it was just something like you didn't like the job, um, then that would be one thing. Because sometimes I don't like my job either. But if you don't like your coworkers either, then you don't even have that to fall back on. Um, I'm lucky enough that I have the most amazing coworkers that I can lean on when maybe I'm having a harder time at work. So if you don't like the job 
or your coworkers, don't stay in that toxic um, situation. Like if you say you're getting depressed from the job, you don't want to have to stay in that just because you think you have to, or you don't know what else to do. Just try other things. This is the time to try jobs that maybe you hadn't thought of or, you know, yeah, and I, I've definitely done jobs that I've hated before. Uh, the job that I was in right before the one that I'm doing now, I hated it so much. I really did. Um, the only reason I was doing it is because it let me go to school full time and only work two, three days a week, but still make the money that I needed. So obviously, I am really, really grateful for that. But every single day I was there, I hated my life. <laughs> so I get it. And I get thinking that you should just stick it out. But if you have the option to do something else, then I would take it because I'm much happier now than I was then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, definitely try and find a new job. Um, so our next question, I met up with my childhood friend after not seeing her for a while. Everything was fine until I told her my yearly income. Suddenly she wanted me to help her get a new phone so she could look for jobs online. She also wants me to loan her some money and said she would pay me back in a few months. She said she is living with her parents and her ex-boyfriend took all her money. I paid for a lunch and told her I'd think about it. How do I deal with this and what do I do when she calls me? Any advice? Uh, don't give her money. <laughs> <laughs> do not give her money. Um, I would just say there's no good that can come from that. I would suggest seeing what else you can do to help her. Um... But I would not give her money. Yeah, I really don't think there's much good that can come from that. Um, like Tia said, you can find other ways that you can help her. If she needs a phone to look for jobs online, I mean, I don't know if she has a phone that she, she can't use. I don't know if it's like a flip phone. Um, but maybe help her look for jobs online. Um, you guys can meet up again and you can help her apply to things. But you don't need to give her money for this. Like that's just, that's up to another point that you don't need to do. Yeah, I think that just because she asked doesn't make it your responsibility. Exactly. Uh, so I wouldn't feel obligated to help her at all. Like, obviously, I would say try, like, do what you can, but just be honest with her and say, yeah, like, I am making pretty good money, but I'm not in the position right now to loan you any. Like, maybe you're trying to save, right? Just be honest and um, just say, like, I have a laptop. If you know, obviously when there's no stay-at-home order in place, if you would like to come over and use it and search for jobs, that's fine. But that's about all I can do for you. Yeah, I really don't think it's your responsibility to give her money. And you're just going to have that awkward situation in your friendship now where you're going to be thinking about like, okay, when's she going to pay me back? Is she going to pay me back? And she's living with her parents, so she's not going to be homeless if you don't give her money. Like, just help her try and figure out her life maybe, but don't lend her money because it just creates like a toxic situation. Yeah. And you also don't want to set that precedent, right? So if you give her money now, then what if she comes back in three months and asks you for more? Like it's just a really sticky situation. Uh, so I would just obviously say no right from the start and just be honest with her and say, you know what, this is what I can do for you. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not in the position to loan you any money. Yeah, and if she decides that she doesn't want to be your friend because of it or, you know, yells at you or gets mad at you, you don't want to be friends with her either. So just be honest. If she decides that that's not okay with her, then don't be friends with her because you don't want someone that's like that. And, like, I am so uncomfortable. Like, I would never be able to say, hey, Maddie, like, you make good <laughs> money. Can you buy me a phone? 
Like, yeah. what? You haven't even seen her for how long? It just says for a while. But I would never be able to do that. No. And I also wouldn't talk about my yearly income. Like, I don't go up and be like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you forever. I make 80000 Yeah, that's just, I want to like, know how that came about. Like, I think maybe, like, what? Were you trying to, like, show how nice your life is now? Like, I would do that if I saw someone from high school. I wouldn't, like, obviously tell them my salary but I would obviously try and make my life sound better than it really is yeah. maybe that's what they were doing maybe I feel like just avoid talking about money because then, yeah. like, I mean why were you talking about it and then maybe she was digging for it in some way but I don't know I feel like that's just not and also like it's someone that you haven't even seen in a while like I get having that conversation with like your best friends like and just kind of discussing and comparing but why would you say like oh I haven't seen you in a while but guess what I make great money <laughs> Like, why would you say that? Yeah, I just don't know. And also, like, not even just saying I make great money, but, like, you told her your yearly income. Yeah. It, why would that come up? I, I don't, don't know. know. That's just weird. Don't me. give her money. Yeah. And maybe don't, in the future, yeah. just don't talk about your income. Maybe think of some other topics that you can talk about when you run out of stuff. Like, maybe you just ran out of a conversation and you're like, oh, uh, money. <laughs> yeah uh don't give her money help her out in other ways if you're able to uh that's about it yeah yeah i mean there's really nothing else you can say yeah all right next question my mom is constantly nagging me to have children and marry my boyfriend how do i shut her up um i don't know like if it was my mom i'd just tell her to shut up and leave me alone i mean no one should be nagging you to do something that at that point you don't want to do or you're not ready to do I just wish I had like more context on the question like did you do you want to have children at some point are you hoping to never have children like me because I've had that before too and like I've known since god like since I even understood the concept of having (laughs) kids like I knew that it wasn't something that I wanted for myself Mm -hmm. and that's fine and like I tell people that but like it's kind of fucked because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on women like even just from society and the people around us to have kids and like the response that I always get when I say well no I don't want kids is always oh you'll change your mind <laughs> like wh- why like okay or I probably won't like what one day I'm just gonna wake up and understand and realize that the sole purpose of me being a woman is to have a child no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and there's enough kids in the world. We don't need to be telling everyone that they need to have kids. And if you don't want kids, you shouldn't let yourself be pressured into it because you shouldn't have kids because you, you know, need them for something or someone told you. Like, you should have kids because you want to because then you'll have a healthier relationship with those kids. If you're just pressured into it, that's just not healthy and good for you. And you shouldn't. If you don't want them, there's enough kids in the world. Just don't do it. And like you also, if it is something that you want, you shouldn't do it before you're ready. Mm -hmm. So I would just say that I would say, look, this is not helpful for me. Like I'll have kids when I'm ready to have kids. And if I don't, it's none of your business. Yeah, exactly. It's no one else's decision other than yours. So you just need to be firm with it and say, this is not what I wanted, or this is, I'm not ready for this. And yeah, you just have to be firm and keep telling them that. And don't let them sway you because that's not fair to you. Yeah. Just say, damn, why don't you have another kid if you want one so bad? <laughs> like, jeez. Or just get a dog, you know? Get another dog, a cat or something. Yeah. Know? 
That's what I did. I yeah. have two cats. Yeah. And my dog is, uh, I, I make her, or I guess I call my mom grandma. So, you know, just make do with what you have. Yeah. And I feel like what they said, more millennials are not having kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I totally get why. <laughs> like, yeah. And I don't hate kids. Like, I have three nieces. I would do anything for them. I love them. It's just not something that I picture for myself. Yeah. I think people's argument is like, well, in the future, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to, like, who's going to take care of you? Or what are you going to do when you're older and have nothing to do? Like, oh, oh, lots of money and I can do whatever I want. Put myself in a nice home. Go traveling. I know. Like, that's always an argument that people say, oh, but what about when you're old? What, you're just going to be all alone? Like, um, just because I don't want kids doesn't mean I'm going to be a spinster living on top of a mountain. Like, I'll probably still have a husband or a significant other. Like, I will have family around me. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to be alone. <laughs> That's, like, such a fucked up argument. Yeah. I, yeah, my only advice is just don't let someone nag you into it and just tell them. Tell them the truth. Be honest. And, I mean, if they don't shut up about it, then ignore them or just keep telling them the same thing. I mean... They can't make you into doing something. Agreed. Next question. Okay. Um. So what is it like to live alone? I am planning to move out of my parents' house, and I'm not sure if I should get a roommate or live by myself. I feel like I would get lonely living alone, but I'm also hesitant to live with someone that I do not know that well. Um. Do not get a roommate. <laughs> do not get a roommate. If you are financially able to live by yourself, fucking do it. Like, I had a roommate the first year that I moved to the city and I was living in Toronto. Um, and it was fucking awful. Like it ended so terribly that like police were called. Like I wasn't allowed to have anyone over. I had like two weeks to find a place and move my shit out or two weeks to find someone to move in with me. It was just a fucking nightmare. And like when that shit ended, I had the option to either find someone to live with me in the two bedroom or move out. And my dad just said to me, like, look to you, like, it's been a year and look at the shit you're dealing with. Like, I think that you should just pay a bit more money and live alone. And I'm like, that's like so fucking true. So I moved into a shitty little bachelor apartment. I lived there for years. Now I'm a bit older. I have a one bedroom apartment and I will never, ever, ever have a roommate again. Like it Maybe my experience was just really, really bad. I mean, it was really bad. (laughs) So I'm sure they're not all like that. I'm just saying there's always the possibility that you're going to hate your life. Yeah, I think it's a high possibility. I have had many roommates and some of them have been amazing, um, but some were absolute shit. Like my first place that I ever lived with other people, I had one who's like still one of my best friends. I love her. But then I had two other roommates that were so shit and like came up with the shittiest situations. But so it's not a guarantee that every roommate you're going to have is going to be shitty, but it is, you know, it is common and you may hate them and you may be miserable. So living alone can just, it's just better because it's your space and you're not relying on someone else to take care of it the same way that you would. And also like, Just the peace and quiet and knowing that when I leave my apartment, I'm coming back and everything is exactly the way that I left it. And I'm not coming home to a bunch of people I don't know. And if I don't want to see anyone, I don't have to. It's just like, 
amazing. It's just so nice and calm and everything is where I leave it and how I like it. And I would just never give that up. I wouldn't. Um, if, however, you are not financially able to live by yourself, my only suggestion would be do not uh, room, like do not get a room or an apartment with someone that you are really close friends with because you probably won't be close friends by the end of it. Yeah, it's definitely just because someone is like someone you can see every day and you're so close with them does not mean that you can live with them. Tia and I, I don't think it ever lived together. Um, one time we tried being sharing bunk beds when we were in Africa and we didn't talk for two or three days. I called her a bitch. Don't know why, but. <laughs> and that was like, we weren't even actually like, we were bunking together in a cabin with, with other like, people, yeah. like not even sharing like a common kitchen or anything. So I cannot imagine if we actually were living in the same apartment. Yeah. And like Tia and I are great friends, but we're also and I like my space to be like somewhat clean, but it's not the same level, you know, like Tia's is very clean, very organized. And sometimes I'm an absolute slob and I leave stuff everywhere. And it's just that thing that if Tia wants her apartment, like how clean she wants it, well, how many people are actually going to do it the exact same way? In my experience, zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can have shitty situations. I had a roommate my first room, uh, in my first house and she used my towel on her period and got blood all over it and then just hung it back up and her excuse was that um when I brought it to her was that her towel was wet on the floor but like that's also just so fucked up because like <laughs> one why would you use a someone like another person's towel that isn't clean and two if you rinsed off or dried off your naked fucking ass body with someone else's towel why are you not washing it why are you hanging it back up for that person to then use again. If someone used my towel, I'd be like, um, yeah, you're washing it. Like, yeah. what the hell? I ended up throwing it in the garbage because I just couldn't. And then after that, I couch my towels, my snacks, everything. So if you're going to have roommates, I definitely recommend this. But keep it all in your room. Um, because it's just nice to have the things that you want to have when you have them to have it separate. Like, I like my towels clean. I won't even share them with my family or my boyfriend. So I kept them in my room. I had my snacks, kept them in the room. Um, it's just, roommates are difficult, and there's always going to be some situations, even if they're your best friend and you guys live together great, you're still going to have shitty situations, and it could ruin a friendship. And I will also say, like, if you do have to have roommates, have ground rules that you discuss in the beginning. It's not immature. It's not stupid. It's not childish. It's just realistic. Like, mm -hmm. my roommate and I had kind of an understanding that if we were in the kitchen or living room or common areas, then, okay, like, you can talk, we can chat, whatever. If we're in our rooms with the door closed, that's essentially a do not disturb sign. I want to be alone. Um, about three months into living with her, my door was closed 24 <laughs> seven. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, my experience was absolutely fucking terrible. So obviously I'm going to advise to never, ever have a roommate if you can afford not to. Yeah. And on the being lonely part, I am definitely someone that I got homesick uh, going places um, and I'm very close with my family, but living alone is just so nice. You don't get lonely. I mean, try and move somewhere that you have friends. Like I moved to Toronto because Tia was here or, you know, and the situation came up and it's like, if I'm having a weekend where it's just me, I'll usually plan to like see Tia for a day or something. So that, like, I'm still having my me time, but then I'm also, like, getting out and seeing people, and then I'm not as lonely, but 
I definitely found that living alone isn't as crazy as I thought it would be. Like, I definitely thought I was going to, like, cry every night because I was so lonely. It is amazing. I recommend it so much, even if you think you are, like, a needy person for that. It's so good. And if you're worried about getting lonely, I would say, like, if you are a pet person, get a pet. Like, I have two cats. Maddie has a cat and dog. And, like, even though I'm not coming home to a person, like, I love having my cats here. Like, that's just kind of affection entertainment something that just makes you not feel alone uh but I'm also someone that I can like not see anyone for three whole weeks and like I'm fine with that so um I personally have never gotten lonely but like I said I'm just weird yeah I don't like people either but I definitely that's a good point I don't think I could live alone if I didn't have uh my cat or my dog like they are, they do help keep me sane. And especially like if you're someone that maybe has like, I have anxiety. I don't want to go out many places. A dog is great because she makes me have to go outside. She makes me have to go out a couple times a day. Um, without her, I would be just in my apartment all day long. Like it, it's just good to have something that you can talk to as well, that you're not talking to yourself, even if they can't respond. Um, it's oh, just good to have. I talk to Monroe and Winston <laughs> all the time. Like, we have full conversations, and then, like, sometimes I stop and say, wow, if anyone saw me right now, they would question my mental stability. Oh, yeah. I have conversations <laughs> with my dog at the dog park, and people just look at me. Because I won't talk to a single person there, but me and Callie will have, like, these long conversations, and I think people think I'm insane. That's fine. That's yeah, they fine. don't come up to me, so it's, okay. <laughs> it's good that way. It's almost better that way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like in the end, I totally recommend it if you can afford it. And yeah. if, if you have to, sometimes having a roommate won't be that bad or you can make it through. Tia survived. Shitty situation. Barely. I barely made it out with my life. Yeah. And I, this is the first time that I've been able to afford living my own. So I did roommates before. Um, but it's a hundred times better and even better than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'll just never fucking do it again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I will either. No, never again. No, I even moved out with my brother and his girlfriend, and it was, like, so much better, of course, because, like, I knew them, I've lived with them before, but even then, like, I just felt like I had no space that was just mine. Like, even the bedroom, like, yeah, that was my spot, but it just wasn't having a whole place to myself. And, like, you also just take pride in knowing, like, wow, this is my space. I can decorate Mm -hmm. it how I want and, like, put whatever I want on the walls and paint however I want. Like, it's just nice. Like, my place, like, I made it the way that I want it. Yeah. Yeah, I have the same thing. When I walk into my apartment now, I look at everything. I'm like, this is all mine. This is my style. Everything's the way I want it. Like, I don't have to share something with someone or have it be their decorated way. All right, so that's our answer. If you can afford to live alone, definitely do it. If not, have the police on your speed dial just in case. (laughs) Uh, I wish that I had done that. Just kidding. It wasn't like, no, it was bad. The police were called, but don't worry. No one was like injured or anything. I'm fine. She's fine, at least physically. I don't know about anything else. Um, Haven't talked to her since. (laughs) I mean, if you have to do it, I wish you the best of luck and I hope your experience is a lot better than mine was. Yeah, definitely. Great. So um, that's all for this week, guys. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. If you have any that you would like to submit, again, our email is we don't know them podcast at gmail.com. You can also send us questions through Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever you'd like. So yeah, thanks for listening. And tune in next week. Thanks.